Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. Today I'm here joined by my dude, Andrew Donovan. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Donovan, you know, you you are heavy into crypto, you're heavy into technical analysis, you're heavy into Twitter spaces, and you've been sharing some stuff over Twitter spaces on some charts that have kind of shared with us, hey, it, it might be bearish, might be bullish. And you've been pretty accurate from the stuff I've seen uh, every time. So we brought Andrew on here today to kind of show us what's going on with Bitcoin, what's going on with ADA, what are your kind of thoughts on where this market is kind of going. And he's going to show us some things and explain what he's showing us. Super excited, man. It's always a pleasure having you on the channel, man. Thank you, dude. No, I love it, man. I, I appreciate you having this platform, this opportunity to talk to you and your audience, man. I love talking about this. Like, I guess I'm just like a crypto enthusiast at this point, just because like I'm passionate and excited about a lot of the things moving on in the sphere here. But yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people talk about price because there's been like a, a lot of price action and a lot of movement. And yeah, just to kind of like reiterate a little bit what you're talking about before about past predictions, I was definitely believing like 50K Bitcoin by like December when a lot of people were thinking like 80K close to 100. And it just wasn't what I was feeling. Because you've got to understand, like, this is a trading game. This is just a trader's market. Even with Bitcoin's tokenomics and how it halves with the difficulty, that inadvertently brings the price up. But these traders are going to make sure to make as many trades as possible along the way to make as much money. If they just shot up and stayed up, there'd be no more money to be made. So I think that's kind of like why they say, like, hodling. It's a good strategy because it's lazy, but it's bad. Because even if you hold a big bag, people are pretty much just making money off you keeping the price stable. You know, it makes it really easy to trade off of. So what I have here is a chart of uh, ADA Cardano. And I kind of have these darker green lines. These are kind of like the the range I think we've like fallen into. I think this is almost like the lowest of the low. And like this is going to be like what we're going to need to like break to like trade, uh, change trends. Now, something I would do here to indicate, are we still going up at this moment? Are we still going it down? I'm definitely zoomed in right now. I'm on like a one minute time frame. That's just kind of what I mean by like, I'm very zoomed in. And I'll just kind of look at this and I'll be like, hmm, there's like a pattern forming. There's like a wedge forming. So I'll grab my line here and I'll try to draw a line here. And all I'm really doing is trying to connect all of these bottoms at like a, as localized of a point as I can. So these right here. So that kind of lets me know that it's traveling along this line. And then I'll kind of make like a top as well to match it. So a lot of these, you see how it's like top, down, top, down, top, down. It's almost like you have like a wall and like a floor. So you kind of see it traveling up between this. So until we break kind of like this line here, we're still traveling on like a, a current micro upward trend until we break through this channel. You know, that's why I kind of have these slopes going down. I have these two slopes going down here and you can see we actually dropped through here, which like this was a a great buying opportunity because it broke that channel. That's 3% lower. If you bought that shot up quick, quick 3% gain. But this is a, a larger zoomed out channel until we break this channel of, I can't necessarily see this price because I can't see the side over here, but until we break this line, we're still in this downward channel. So on that zoomed out factor, we're still moving down. It's kind of like hard to like explain. 
So like right now what I see is we got a green line at a dollar 20 cents and a green line at a dollar and four cents. So essentially a dollar and four cents is the lowest of the low. And then the dollar 20 cents is the highest of the high within what kind of time frame? A, a, a minute or just- yeah, um, I'll answer that in one question. I just want to get to one more quick point. So For you can sure. kind of almost time these pumps also. So kind of like how we traveled ourselves going up here, you can also do that same kind of challenge of going down. So right around here. Ooh, so, and okay. it's interesting too, right when that happened, you notice that's when a big pump happened. Mm-hmm. So what happened here is it created another wedge. You had your upward trend versus your downward trend. And the point that it came together it actually created a pump because if you think about something bouncing between each other, as it gets closer and closer and closer, it's gaining more and more and more momentum and something's got to give when it gets to that very small point where it'll either shoot up or shoot down. Hmm. So a pump like this, if you were traveling this chart and mapping it out like this, you could have predicted that there was going to be a price action towards the close end of this wedge. So that's just kind of something to put on your radar as well. Now, to ask the the green zone question, this goes back to just kind of like supporting resistances, right? So I'm going to have to go back kind of a further way. This is kind of like recent. But you can tell even this further one up here, it traded between these zones. I would call these kind of your support zones where it goes sideways. And once again, we had a consolidation down, right? As it got closer to that point, you shot up. So the green zone is once again, like your bigger zoomed out section where everything is going sideways. And the the closer and closer you zoom in, you can do more of these minute by minute mappings of like what the current trend is, right? So to see this zone here between 120 and 104, we'll have to go back months. But you can see here in this zone, and that's how I kind of knew it was a safety zone. There are many times it touches down here and shoots up, touches down, shoots up, touches down, shoots up. So that's how you kind of know if you get stuck in this zone for a long time, that's kind of like a dangerous sign. So now that we're touching down here for like, kind of like our first time, if we find ourselves stuck in this zone and we start going sideways for a while, we're going to end up breaking through this floor and dropping down potentially lower beneath a dollar, right? Because the saying is, is, support flips into resistance and resistance turns into support so even though this has held us up every single time it's touched it there will come a point where it no longer helps you know holds us you can only poke a hole in the bottom of a boat so many times until it all starts flooding through so that's kind of how where i get like these zones as well because even above it in this zone here it's kind of like a reliable thing where if if you were trading and it touched down here you knew you could buy at the bottom of the zone, sell up here, that's a 14% gain. Even if you held until the next zone, you're talking 30% gain. You know what I'm saying? So simple just holding and trading between these margins when you know you're getting towards the top of a zone in the bottom of a zone is like very, very important. Because you can see down here, you trade down here, we couldn't, we didn't build enough resistance. That's what's building up here is we're building off support. I mean, we came up here, tested, failed, dropped down. Built a little bit up, a little bit up. We came up here, tested, shot through. We came back through, retested, failed. 
built up more support, shot through. And it's just kind of these things of building up momentum and building up energy until you get through the zone and you stay above the zone, you know? Interesting. So for the like next month, are you kind of, where do you sit on this? Do you think that we are kind of in a weird place where we might go below a dollar? Very good question. That makes me want to bring up the Bitcoin chart. A lot of things revolve around Bitcoin. And actually, ADA is doing better than Bitcoin. Even if we look at the top of the chart today, ADA is up 2%. Bitcoin's up half a percent. So that's kind of a bullish sign. Mm. With Bitcoin, same type of deal. I kind of had it mapped out here just for the lulls. 50K Bitcoin. So I kind of had this very cool thing here. I'll even zoom out a year. I'm on the daily right now. So I'm very zoomed out and I'm literally at like the year to date. So what I kind of did is I drew a trend line starting from March 20 at $4,000 Bitcoin. And I just kind of assumed all of this was consolidation. All of this was noise, but I consider this a true local bottom, right? So kind of like what we did in that, that micro time frame when we were super zoomed in, I did the same concept, but super zoomed out. So I told myself 4,000, 5,000 Bitcoin, this is the bottom. We're not going any lower flat out. So I used this, I drew a one all the way up and try to connect dots. And I drew one at the bottom connecting all the way up. And this is no lie. I haven't changed this in like five months at least, right? I, when I mapped <laughs> this out and I drew this out all the way to the end of the year. And that's how I got this 50K prediction, right? Because I consider this, the, I call this the moving or the floating bottom is what I call this. And look mm. where we're at. Today, we freaking touched it, man. And I haven't, I swear, I have not been touching this. And it touched my invisible floating floor bottom. So Dude, I do believe. And, and I've seen you do this kind of stuff, uh, like I think once or twice now. And it's been pretty accurate on the shorter term or midterm. So I'm excited to just see more. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's kind of, I've always been like, I don't, I, I look at fundamentals because I'm a long-term investor. I'm not a trader, but dude, this stuff is kind of cool. At least you've opened my eyes up to it a bit and, right. and, it, and it can, it can provide helpful insights. Right. No, dude. Yeah. Literally. It's a lot of fun because you're just figuring out, I would say, just drawing these lines, being comfortable drawing the tops of these candles and the bottoms of these candles drawing lines through them, creating wedges, and just watching what happens when those wedges come to a point. It's very interesting, the common occurrence and the pattern that it creates. And that's why I did something at such a zoomed out rate, because on a macro scale, I think we're going up. I still think Bitcoin is gaining. I still think if you buy Bitcoin now in a year, it's going to be profitable, you know, like not financial advice, but I'm not a financial advisor either, you know? So I think this was a very good low. I think we're testing the bottom right now. And I think we're once again, building up a lot of support to shoot back up. That's my own opinion. But like I said, by like May, I believe the very bottom we could see by May is like 46,000. So just off of that prediction alone of hmm. following this floating floor, if you bought it now and just waited, it's a long wait, you're still at like an 11% gain, you know? It seems like a long time, but this stuff kind of moves fast. And you have to realize it's we're coming towards one of these points again, right? One of these determining wedges. And like I said, this is the day by day. So it's really zoomed out and we're still battling on which way it's going to go. 
if we shoot up, we have to fight this line here. We're going to face another wedge, which I believe is going to propel us up to here. I can't see what zone this is, but up here. If not, we're going to fall down and test down here. And if not, the next resistance I have is 36K. A lot of people flame technical analysis because they always present the two opportunities of if it goes up, this is what it's going to look like. And if we go <laughs> down, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah, but yeah like it's covering just the truth of things. Right. And I think it's healthy, actually, to say that because we don't know. It could it right. could happen either way. We're just we're just trying to use use the data that we have to kind of kind of develop a range of where the price could move. Right. And the same thing here. Once again, we're going to meet this wedge at the end of January. I think this will be the most interesting wedge up here. I took the very peak of November, the very top zone. And once again, that very top that I drew from that same $5,000 point, look how close it was to the very top that we hit. No <laughs> lot. The orange yeah, was the dude. top. That's like amazing, huh? Right. That's really amazing. So that's how I know in a macro scale, on the most zoomed out scale possible, we're still moving up because we have not broken through the floor and we have not propelled through the top. That's how I know we're following this channel and we're still just gaining momentum and moving up. I That's believe crazy. we're going to see something like this up here. We're going to have one down here, probably. This is all just speculation, of course. Building up support and strength. And then we're going to probably launch back up to here. That's just kind of how things like look if we were going to move up. Nothing happens fast. It moves up, moves back down, retests the previous zones, and then continues to like move up. Um, just like the one thing, like a uh, importance of zones kind of go to like the hourly we're talking before about like trading in zones and stuff it's the same thing you want to notice where these like localized tops are so like here 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 this is kind of a top it kind of hits here a lot falls down here if you're trading between these zones you can notice like a pattern this is kind of like margin trading so in here is five percent you know what i'm saying in here, it's 11%. And the reason why some of these zones are so bigger and some of these are smaller, like if you look as it goes down here, these zones are a lot smaller and they kind of get bigger as they move up. It's because support hasn't been made yet. You know, you have to build a lot of momentum, get a lot of power, a lot of trading, and then it shoots up. You can kind of see we created this wedge here. It's kind of following that line down. We experienced all this here. We went all the way down to the very, very bottom. We actually went below my floating floor, which is how you know it was like the best buying opportunity at the time. We had all this consolidation for months. Then we shot all the way up. You know what I'm saying? So if you bought down here at out of my floating floor, sold up towards when we we're hitting the top of these peaks, you're sitting at about a 63% a gain, you know? Just following these type of rules. Obviously, it looks really easy now since we have the chart and everything's already mapped out, but it follows the exact same principles. We came down here. We test this bottom floor. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times we touched this bottom floor. We never fully broke through. So that's how you know we were gaining and making resistance. Then look at it. Once we tested through, we shot all the way up. Another 30 plus percent gain, you know? So these consolidation times, these periods are very important. And finding out where these tops are and making these wedges is just as important because you can guess where these pumps happen. 
top, 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 top shot. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. it's really just getting comfortable and finding out these just drawing top lines across tops, finding patterns between zones and just kind of mapping it out, you know? It sounds like we're in a pretty good buying opportunity right now, then. Yeah, honestly, I think so. Like I said, on the bullish out term of things, we're moving up. There's a lot of FUD, you know, there stuff needs to happen. Like naturally, I think the price goes down because like I said, it's a trader's game. People just keep trading their way down to make as many trades as possible. But mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, we have countries adopting cryptocurrency. We have technology adopting it. We have so much rolling out and new technology and dApps on every blockchain. So it's mm -hmm. like the wave is still coming. That's why like the macro, we're, we're up. We're still moving up. If you sit back and relax, we're fine. If you don't follow a basic just trading strategy and you're just lost in the sauce buying tokens and you're like, why is it going down? Why is this? Well, mm -hmm. because you don't understand what's really going on. You know, it's a lot deeper than just buying something and it going up. People literally make a living off trading this type of thing. So you have to kind of understand the rules and the game that they're playing. It's interesting, you know, sub, uh, you know, subcritical on Twitter spaces, obviously I asked him a funny question, Andrew, and you might appreciate this. I asked him why his name is subcritical. And he told me that he used to be a, he used to run a like nuclear power plant and Damn. subcritical means like before the nuclear, like kind of power plant really gets at like really incredibly high levels of nuclear energy so nice. he said that his name is subcritical because crypto is subcritical because we're not quite there yet like you're saying right. Um, right. getting to a point where we're having such scale and adoption and you've said countries are adopting this stuff um technology is adopting this stuff i completely agree so then I followed up, obviously, and said, well, wait a second, man. So what are you going to do when all this stuff gets adopted? Because if your name's subcritical now, what happens when we turn critical? And then he said, well, at that point, I'll have to change my name to supercritical. <laughs> Is that the next part after it, you think? Yeah, man, may maybe. I don't know how long away we are, but I thought that that was interesting and a good way to put it. We're just so early. No, we really are. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to kind of zoom it out just one last time, just to kind of let it sit here in the background, just to zoom out how early we, we really are. We got mm -hmm. this floating top, we got this floating bottom. We're still moving up. Everything in here is noise. If you bought up here and you were trading up here, amazing buying and profit opportunities. You were ahead of the curve. If you're still down here accumulating, you're going to be ahead of the curve up here. It's all in due time. Not financial advice, but we're not financial advisors. We don't need to say that, but it's like a meme that, you know, exists. Exactly. Yep. Me and Andrew are financial advice. No, I'm just kidding. We're <laughs> not financial advisors and we don't plan to be because I don't think we would enjoy that. Um, but we do enjoy talking about this stuff because it's a lot of fun and hopefully educational. So Dude, well, hey, man, I think that's a good like place to stop it. I'm going to have you back on the channel multiple times, I see, I think, in 2022, and I'm excited for that. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, man, thanks so much for coming on. I'm going to pause the recording to the J Crypto audience. Let us know what you guys think below. And uh, I'm also going to share Andrew's Twitter handle as well.
uh, in the description. So make sure to follow him because he's putting out some great content over there on Twitter. Um, I appreciate that. A hundred, dude, a hundred percent, man. And uh, dude, I'm just excited, man. So that's pretty much it. That's Jay Crypto and Andrew. We're out. Later.